On this episode of The View, Corey Mullins is here. The Corey Mullins. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The View from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 95, and we got a a very special guest this morning making his long-time return to the uh, podcast studio, Mr. Corey Mullins. Good uh, good morning. It is still morning here. Almost, yeah, it's still morning. Back home for me, it's still morning. <laughs> exactly. So good morning to you. <laughs> How are we doing? Good, good. Uh, excited to be back on, what, what I forget, what what episode is this? 90? This is 95. Nice, I nice. forget, I mean, the last one, the last time you were here on an episode, it must have been pre-COVID. It I was, think it was, yeah. It was a well, while ago. We did the virtual ones during yeah. COVID, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Here, you, were, yeah. you were a regular guest on yeah. the virtual yeah, ones. Yeah, right. I mean, I, th- this is the, 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 the table here. This is, this is the first time I'm set up at the news desk i yep. mean yep. we're gonna do a weather report later i think we, we sure yeah, are the green screens right yeah, here we'll yep. get that precisely we'll get that. yeah precisely there's a, a low level pressure <laughs> meaning a high level pressure pushing off to the northeast uh yeah i'm doing great doing great thank Beautiful. you for having me of course thank you for coming thank you for coming it's uh it's mid-august you're uh entertaining some customers up here mm-hmm. and got to uh tie you down from your very busy schedule to uh, make a podcast appearance so we right. appreciate it right I'm glad to do it. Yeah, we uh, offshore fishing. First time I'd done that, uh, so had to get uh, some upset stomach worked out. But other than that, I finally found my sea legs. Yeah, I we think. survived. I made survived. it. I made a couple of couple of days out there. Get in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, caught some fish. We caught some yeah bluefin tuna and some shark, and uh, we saw a lot of whales breaching and some you know dolphins and all that fun. So it was cool yeah. stuff yeah. I you know wouldn't normally see back sure. home. So. Yeah, yeah, no just have to go, you have to go 30 miles out in the middle of nowhere to see them, but, yeah. uh, or at the zoo. We might have them at the zoo. Yeah, but, right. Uh, so moral of the story is send your POs and you get to go fishing with Corey Mullins. That's right. That's, that's, that's the, right. And we'll put you on fish. Yeah. And whale watching, <laughs> if it is, uh, you know, is a, you get, that's two POs if you want the whale watching. <laughs> what a deal. What a deal, what a deal man. Um, so you are our, uh, actually, before we even get into that, let's, uh, you know, I, I know we probably did this in the prior episodes we've had you on, but mm-hmm. let's uh, let's give the Corey Mullins 101 here. You know, feel free to uh, introduce the audience to who you are, what you do, where you live, all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, based in Texas, just uh, in the Dallas area, as you know. The, uh, the country of Texas. The country of Texas. <laughs> yeah, we are our own, our own country, right? Um, and as far as the chemical company goes, manage uh, a basket of products, as we like to say. Uh, I would say the the uh, key ones currently would be oxo alcohol. So that would be your butanol, isobutanol, 2-EH, uh, and, then, and then methanol. So, um, and, and then how that works is is kind of guide our sales team in, in what's happening in the market and, uh, you know, kind of pricing direction, demand, supply, all that oversight. Yep. Um, yeah. So I get to manage. Those would the, be the main ones. We've got MEA in there as well that I'm, I'm managing, and, and we could touch on that later. But uh, those would be the three core ones. And you've been at TCC 10 plus years now? Uh, 12 years. I think this coming Jan will be 13. Uh, so I should be president. <laughs> I think that's what, almost there. In almost fact, there. after this podcast, I think Rob wants to talk to me about my promotion. But, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll <laughs> no, get, no big deal. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that all the time. Yeah. Like, I have to get through the paparazzi out here after we're done with the podcast. Yeah, but, it's tough getting in here. Yeah, with, right. <laughs> like, look like a celebrity over here. You yeah, know? right. Right. But, yeah, it's been uh, 12 great years. 12 great years. So uh, And pre-TCC? Pre-TCC, a, a little stint in uh, ethanol. Uh, and then before before that, I was with uh, the largest methanol producer in the world, Methanex, uh, and that was 11, 12 years, I forget now, but uh, a great stint there. If you want to learn about methanol and, and all all uh, methanol derivatives, that would be a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> Makes they, sense. They know it well. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. hope so. But uh, they've, so. Yeah, they've done a good job over the years. They were a little smaller when, when I was there, and they've, you know, 
at a lot of capacity and moved sure. plants from, from, you know, Latin America back into the Gulf Coast. So they've done a lot of good things. They've done a great job. Well, since, uh, since methanol is your bread and butter, maybe we can maybe start there. Um, obviously you manage TCC's methanol position and, and serve as our product manager with our, you know, coordinate with our supplier and whatnot. Um, tell me about our, our methanol position and then what's all the exciting things happening in the methanol world today. Right. Yeah. No surprise. I think most of the the customers uh, that we work with, it's it's pretty well known that our, our primary position is in the Northeast here, um, and we represent a, a, an off, uh, a foreign producer that, that will bring in uh, bulk vessels, uh, throw it into a, a shore tank, and then we truck and rail from there into a, pretty much the, the Northeast market. Sure. Uh, it's been a great position. Uh, we've had, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, shoot, uh, methanol was one of the first two products that when TCC started back in 88, it was one of the, the two. I've heard about 18 products that have been one of the first two. Yeah, so okay, you have. This, well, is, this is to be determined, but yeah. it, long story short, it is a, a long standing product. It's been around for a while, yeah. <laughs> with TCC. Yeah, it's been around a while, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll, the, 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 they, they stock it in shore tanks there in New Jersey. Uh, that would be in Perth Amboy, and then we truck and rail to the market from there. Uh, and then try to just keep our customers updated on what's happening in the market. Not a lot of fun stuff right now. It's pretty ugly. Tell me about that. What's uh, what's what's the latest in the methanol market? I know it's it's been uh, a bit of a somber year, maybe with the uh, with the methanol yeah, market. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's probably an understatement. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's been it's been ugly. Um, yeah, I was just I, looking over notes. I mean, shoot, I, I was I was looking over where where spot prices have come from. The beginning of the year, I think we started off in Jan, and, and spot doesn't drive the market per se, but it's always a good indicator of what's happening out there. But um, first part of the of year, you know, Jan 2023, I think we were north of a dollar, dollar nine per gallon, and uh, we're now below 70 cents a gallon. Uh, now, so that's whatever, what a 30, 40 cent drop in, in that, you know, that, that, that span of time. Yep. Contract pricing hasn't fell to that same degree. I think it's only been 17 or 18 cents over that, over that time frame. But, um, which I know is a contentious thing in the market these days with it, it has been, you know, and, and I won't sit here and speak on behalf of Southern now, now Valens, uh, and, and Methanex, you know, those, those groups are the ones that, that, that publish their contract pricing and, sure. and they, they know the market much, much better than we do. Sure. Right. And so there's reasons behind the, their announcements and, but there, there have been some frustrations with a lot of accounts we talked to in the disconnect uh, between spot and contract. We right. try to reinforce that spots very illiquid and, you know, it's, 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 it shouldn't play a, a key role in setting contract pricing. Sure. But, you know, they, they can't help but notice it. And the Delta has grown over the years. I want to say we're north of 45% Delta spot versus, you know, contract. So that's, you know, that's created some frustration. But sure. um, yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, but it's, yeah, prices have come way off. From from the demand side, I mean, this year, I think the, the, the two core products that have really held on have been MTBE. Uh, that's your fuel, you know, uh, blend into to gasoline. They don't do that here in the U.S. They produce MTB here, and then they'll export it into, say, Mexico or Europe. That's where they do blend it into uh, into gasoline. That's been banned here years ago. Uh, and then biodiesel had been had been running pretty well. Yep. So uh, those have been the two that have been the strongest as far as the, the key methanol derivatives. Um, you look at, you know, the biggest one would be formaldehyde. That's roughly 30% of the overall market. That's been way off. You're looking at, you know, housing builds and, and you know, that's what, you know, if those are way off, you know, you got high interest rates, people aren't, aren't building or, or, sure. or renovating and all that stuff. So yep. anything that, in, that would be in that space are, are off. And are we getting back to 
sort of historical normal pricing? Like I'm assuming kind of during the COVID period, like everything else, prices were maybe a, quite elevated. Are we getting back to like historical quote unquote normal prices? Are we even below that? I mean, we're, you know, I don't know if you can really say what normal pricing is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but um, it's, a, it's a good question. I, and I, I, for me, um, I, I see downward pressure for the foreseeable future. Um, something that the things to watch out for for me would be uh, any any upsets in production. It would sure. have to be a supply yep. driven issue. Yep. I think that would maybe turn it. Um, I think we're uh, over the last few years. I think we're right back in line with where we've been. Sure. I think I, I I believe contract prices should be a little bit lower uh, than where they're at. But again, I don't I don't make those decisions. Those those folks see much more of the market than we do. And yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's about much of the same we just talked about on the recent August view recording. And if you haven't listened to that, you can pause right here, and we'll come back to this, and you can listen to that episode. Right. Um, but we talked about much of the same, where you know supply is going to drive any any impacts, and you know availability and right. quote unquote demand picking up. You know, it's, right. d- supply and demand gets a little tighter when supply has an outage at the moment versus, right. you know, demand going through the roof. Yeah. So. But but keep in mind that it's going to have to be a significant supply disruption. Sure. As an example, uh, you know, there's some there's some gas disruptions, as I understand it, uh, in Trinidad. So it's impacting uh, capacities there that would be, I think there's, you know, three core producers that would come out of Trinidad. I understand that there's there may be some issues with their run rates. Uh, you've had some folks throttle back uh, in Iran. Uh, there's some concerns about higher natural gas prices there, I think, that may have impacted them. So those things have and have been happening over the course of the last few weeks, and yet you haven't seen any upward tick right. in, in prices, right? right. Uh, so that you know that tells the market, look, we're, th- there's ample inventories around the globe. Yep. Um, so we're getting closer to a supply and demand balance, but we're not quite there. It yet, would be so. a while, you're right, yeah. right, and uh, it would it would need to be a sizable outage sure. or something major that wasn't expected coming up. But uh, you know, there's some good signs coming out. I was look just looking this morning. I I, I um, talked to the Argus folks quite a bit. Love those guys over there. I think they have a great grasp on the methanol market. Dave McCaskill and and Roland, those guys do a do a fantastic job. In fact, I'm pitching for him to be on a a podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I can throw that here, but yeah, we've talked about it. He would be a good yeah. one. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's some 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 small positive signs coming out of Europe. I think they're seeing a little uptick in their GDP. Up, it's it's up versus the last few months. U.S. is actually, although we should be in a serious recession, I think I saw that three three quarters in a row or three months in a row, our GDP is up over two. Two percent. Yep. So, and then it sounds like well, maybe going into the the second half of the year, we could be between two and four. So that's, you know, it's the question is is that sustainable? Sure. Is, is that going to remain? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. So what are you keeping an eye on for methanol for the end of the year? You're really kind of monitoring just that supply and demand balance. Any big supply outages? Obviously, I don't think anyone's really expecting demand to go through the roof before right. the end of the year. Right. So that's, right. Yeah. Same. I, for me, what, what the things I'm looking for, you know, what's happening with production in Iran? We've seen some outages. Does that continue? Because that would impact Asia. Sure. You know. In India, uh, potentially, uh, these these upticks and some demand on you know Europe and, and U.S. You know, does does that get does that improve? I don't think it gets it, it, to your point. I don't think demand's going to drive anything uh, in the short term. China would be the big key. They're they're fifty percent of the methanol market, yeah. both from the supply and the demand side. So yeah. what happens in China does send ripple effects. Sure, uh, they've got a lot of swing plants there that they can uh, you know turn on, turn off, or whatever. So you got to watch MTO rates and yeah. that those are big drivers for. 
uh, for methanol. So, um, yeah, those would be kind of the key things. Uh, to me, it's just keep, keeping an eye on um, on the supply side. Yep. Is there going to be anything you know fundamental that might that sure. might move that needle? Yeah, yeah. The other big one, I guess, you know, larger product that you manage uh, that currently is in TCC's portfolio would obviously be uh, N-butanol, mm-hmm. which is uh, another long-term one you've managed for right. us. And right. uh, tell me a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah, same story for the most part on the supply chain. We actually represent the same producer that we do on methanol. Sure. The only difference would be that, um, you know, we have the tank position ourselves. Yep. We buy the bulk cargoes. Yep. Uh, and then we do the same from that tank in New Jersey as we truck and rail from there. Yeah, Corey shows up with a duffel bag of cash and is like, here you go. Take my <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Cut that, please. Sorry. Cut that. Because yeah. I do. No, I don't. I don't. Sorry, Cindy. <laughs> How about you apologize to Karen, our legal person? That's going to, yeah. We're going to get phone calls for that. But uh, yeah, so so same story, right? We've got a, a great bulk position there. And and, and the Sabic relationship had, has been great. We, you know, we started off on methanol back in 2015. And the great thing about Sabic was that uh, they they brought so many other products to the table that sure. were available to us yep. that over the over a period of time we've been able to grow. Uh, but so that butanol was one of those that came out of that relationship. Two ethyl hexanol, which is another oxo alcohol, yep. um, and then of course MEA we can talk about. So. Sure. Um, so the butanol, obviously, we have a tank here in uh, in the Northeast, mm-hmm. and obviously, really manage that product you know nationwide or close to nationwide or have the ability to both tank and rail, right? Mm-hmm. We. Uh, yeah, you've got. Um, there's, a, I guess, there's a certain reach we have from New Jersey, um, and then you get into the Midwest. It, it, you, you, that can be well covered from the Gulf. Sure. Uh, so that that might be hard to compete there. We we do move some stuff, uh, some material to the uh, to the Midwest, but it's you know more lately that's been less because there's sure. been some more competitive numbers out of the Gulf. But um, yeah, we do have a good reach on that. Have a, I forget how many rail cars we have dedicated into butanol service, uh, but we keep those filled out for the most for the most part. And probably similar stories on the kind of pricing front, the supply and demand front. I mean, pricing seems like it's been trending down steadily, right. and, and obviously probably a bit of a supply and demand balance as well. Probably more supply in the states currently than demand right. maybe on less of a gap than methanol per se but you know still a gap nonetheless. Yeah, right, right right i mean you look at you know so the, the key and the key raw uh for your oxos would be propylene and that's mm-hmm. off i was looking at that too that's off 23 cents from april okay. so that that's impacting you know from the from the cost side your production economics that's impacting uh, you know at least um as you're in a longer market that you're you're more market based pricing, but sure. but customers that are that are very cognizant of the, the raw material costs, they see that coming down. They expect your right. your butanol prices to come off accordingly. Right. Um, but most of the most of it is exactly to your point. Demand is not there right now. Uh, we've got one domestic producer that exited the butanol market merchant market. Uh, shoot, two maybe three years ago now, they're back in the merchant market because their derivatives, their consumption that they would use the butanol for to make their their products, their intermediates are that 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 demand is not there. Sure. So they've got the excess butanol. They're coming out pretty aggressive in the market. So we've seen some of that. Um, there's been some cheaper imports from from Asia at times. Not so much butanol as maybe two eh, but yep. what yep. we do have to, uh, you know, keep an eye on that. But yeah, it, the same story, right? Demand is off, and it's it's you know what's uh, what's what's gonna drive right. the changes, right? Right. And probably a similar story with the two eh, I would assume as well. I mean, similar, you know, economic, similar supply and demand mm-hmm. fundamentals. Um, well, y- yes. Until recently, what's what's interesting is I, I was just reading some reports this week, uh, maybe even late last week, that there's been an uptick on both 2EH and butanol pricing in China, 
Um, and so what's what's driven that? That's all been supply driven for the most part. There has been a propylene cost. There's been an uptick in pricing for propylene there, which has driven some of that. But but um, during this very weak demand period, we saw a lot of um, Asian producers bring plants down or, you know, or, or reduce rates. So that's since tightened up some supply. Uh, what I hear from some, from market analysts and and um, large players is that they anticipate uh, the 2EH and butanol supply will be snug in Asia for August and September. The challenge will be what we're also hearing on the flip side of that, though, is now these producers that had gone offline are going to be turning back on. So, you know, unless you've got some serious demand that's going to be able to absorb that capacity that comes back online, I think we just go back into a, a very long right. situation and prices come back off. I don't know that those those upticks that we're seeing right now are sustainable beyond September. Sure. Barring something on the demand side really changing, and I don't see that. Yeah. And one of the more interesting ones uh, over the past, I guess, month or two now has been uh, MEA, which mm-hmm. is one we've obviously supplied done on and off not a, not a core product for us by any means but something we've always had access to and supply a little bit of and obviously that got a lot more exciting for you the last uh last month month and a half it has yeah it has in fact you and uh and aj and i were out golfing we uh, watched it all unfold we yeah. watched it all unfold we were playing in a course <laughs> in denver at a, at a fertilizer conference we were working rob we were we were <laughs> we were working uh, but yeah, it unfolded. So I won't get into to you know producer names or anything. And most anybody that's in in the market knows who we're talking about anyway. But there was uh, a situation with a pipeline down in the Gulf, and it it affected EO supply to another producer that would use that to make MEA. Um, so that that supply chain of EO to that producer has been cut off until pipeline repairs and all that fun stuff can be made. There's a lot of speculation as to how long that would be, how long it's going to take them to get through all that. Some said, some have said, you know, four months, some have said six, you sure. know, who's to say, but right now it is a real situation that has, um, that's roughly 20, 25% of your global, I'm sorry, your U S capacity, uh, on MEA that is now offline yep. up until now, the, the other two producers that have it have their, They've had the inventory. I mean, keep in mind, we were we were backed up on inventories before that. So you're working down those long inventories. Yep. So as 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 that con- continues, that that issue with supply uh, of ethylene oxide to this other MEA producer, as that continues, that starts to draw down those inventories. We've seen price increases over the last month. I think we saw ten cents from both of the other producers that do have some capacity. Sure. But uh, what's been nice about that, and again, it goes back to the point I made about um, the relationship with Sabic, is is that's brought another product to the table for us. Yep. We have a great relationship there. Uh, contacted them when this started to kind of hit, uh, you know, hit pretty hot. Sure. Uh, and they had some availability for us. So we are now, you know, we, if, if you're looking for MEA and, and we can fill a gap for you, uh, again, you, you'd have to deal with lead times. Right now we would be importing ISOs, yep. uh, but uh, we can help fill some gaps. Again, I, it, it'll, it'll, it, as as I guess it it the, it'll depend on how long this 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 pipeline is out, right? right. I mean, if that if that gets res, you know if that gets you know resolved sooner rather than later, I, you know obviously everybody you know the domestic supply will 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 catch back up and everybody would be covered. It, currently, though, there are some people scrambling for materials. So uh, if you're interested, give us a call um, and we'd be happy to look at it. Uh, we'd want to make sure that we're not crossing wires with what we're already doing out there in the market. But um, would love to to love to work with you if we could. Yeah, another positive too 
you know, working with a company like TCC, obviously we're not, you know, not, not afraid to, to plug ourselves in sometimes. And obviously, you know, proud of these different relationships we have, global relationships and things right. like that, ways to, you know, ensure security supply when stuff like this happens, you right. know, maybe in some instances, Hey, it's not something we do, not something we can help with, but very much good to keep us in the mix. And like with the MEA, you know, right. all of a sudden this goes from a, a relatively small product in our portfolio to, Hey, we're able to fill this gap, like right. you said, and right. maybe hopefully keep, you know, keep some business long term right. just to keep us in the mix for right. a small right. part of it. So. Well, at the end of the day, right. That's what you, at, and on, from the sales perspective, you always push that security of supply message, right? You, sure. you know, we're not pressing for all of your business, but it, like you said, keep yep. us in the mix and we can, you know, keep you, you know, keep gaps filled. Or if, if something happens, you know, you're on the board with us and we can move pretty quickly. Yeah. Good point. Well said. You're hired for the marketing team. Nice. nice. Today. Hold up my TCC <laughs> coffee mug. <laughs> Um, any other, uh, any other product related stuff you want to, that we didn't talk about? That's no, not that's really. That's what's keeping just, you up at night? Yeah. That's, that's enough. <laughs> well, that, my daughter just, uh, got engaged and I've got two in college, so I'm starting a GoFundMe page. <laughs> link, uh, link in the description below. If you could do that, that'd yep. be great. Yeah. Yep. So that's keeping me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we, if you get the view emails, was obviously yep. in the view email for right. the, uh, I think it was the July edition. So that was it. Have yeah. that out there. Yep. Yeah. Big yep. deal for us. So families, <laughs> we're excited. We're excited. So, uh. Is that the word you're using? Excited? Yeah, that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. They're saying. I, I disagree. But uh, I told her she could still call it off. <laughs> Brendan, if you're listening, it's not too late. No, it's a, it's an exciting time. Obviously, your first yeah. first uh, first daughter. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, well, as part of a new sort of segment, we're starting with uh, with the view and with you know catching up with our our sales folks and trying to you know feature our, our team more so. You know, obviously, we've uh, started with the August edition, which will likely come out before uh, this podcast comes out. But starting a little bit of a, a Q and A section. You know, talking with our sales team with some of these guys that have been in the industry for a long time in a couple of different roles and whatnot, and even some of the newer you know newer team with giving their two cents on kind of what they're seeing. I think. In general, people are interested in people and what people have to say and thoughts yeah. on and, and opinions on different things. So right. it's been an interesting segment starting to do it. We're going to treat you as our first video uh, video Q&A guinea Great. pig here. I know how much you like getting thrown under the bus, so we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it, in all seriousness, a lot of our sales team obviously has a lot of great long-term experience in different industries, different roles, different right. types of companies and products and things like that. So my first question to you is, and we're going off the cuff because I just sent you the notes 42 minutes ago, so. Yeah, which, <laughs> um, which I haven't read. Perfect, that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. No, so my, you know, one of the first questions I think in, in kind of a general sort of summary of everything is, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, business and the market today? You know, obviously we're coming out of a COVID time period where everything was kind of crazy. It was really hand to mouth, looking for different sources of supply and quickly approving different producers of the same stuff because people had outages. And it was, it was kind of a crazy couple of years. It was right, a lot right, of fun, especially right. for a company like us who buy, sell, trade, you know, kind of work off these different relationships versus just being focused on one product. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's been, you know, different the last year. Right. Um, so what are your thoughts in general just on, on things today and the sales cycle and process and your day-to-day and all that fun stuff. Well, would you compare it directly to the last couple of years? Depressing would be the first word, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, if you had product uh, two years ago, uh, it wasn't about pricing. Uh, not that not that we're out sure. there gouging the right none yeah. of that stuff, but when you, you were in the door. Yeah. Uh, now with the length and the lack of demand, I mean, everybody's got core group of products. Yep. Um, so for me, it's always come back to relationships. Um, and I know it's more than just relationships, but, um, you know, g- getting past, 
the procurement guy or gal that you're talking to, the buyer, uh, get to the plant folks, get to the, they may not be decision makers, but they, they are influencers to a degree. Sure. Uh, or even folk, uh, you know, above the buying level, get up to management yeah. uh, and get in to understand what their goals are as a company and then how we can help them achieve those goals. Sure. Um, it's when everybody has product and everybody's fighting for the same, you know, the little demand that's out there, you got to find a way to differentiate, right? It's, yeah. it's not just, sure, right now it's more about pricing than anything, I guess, but there's, you've got to be able to back it up and you've got to have the service. I mean, we hear it all the time from our customers that, hey, look, your, my, your competitor's price was great, but they they can't deliver on right. time or they don't, you know, they can't get us a truck. And sure. so you, th- those things count, right? But to me, if you go, go, go deeper than that, understand, you know what your 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 customers' goals are, and and even flip side, uh, you, you should carry that 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 um, attitude or whatever towards your producer as well. Right? What are your strategies for the next year? What are you looking to do in the U.S.? How can we help you do that? Yeah. And try to link up those strategies with with our strategy with our customers. Sure. So yeah, obviously during COVID, I think the strategy was just keep the plant supplied. <laughs> you know, get as much as you can. Price right. was secondary, whatnot. You know, just approve this material because it's you know we just need it. Right now, it's you know I'm sure price is a consideration. We're seeing a lot more R and D stuff. People are actually looking to make new products, better products. You're not just looking to approve our methanol versus right. your competitors' methanol. You're, right. You know, what are the offsets? What else can we be doing? How can we make stuff better? Right. Which is a fun right. conversation. Right. In a, in <laughs> That's a, fun. I mean, it, <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's, it's better than just. Hey, I need to approve right. DIMP You're, because our other DIMP source right, is out. You know, it's right. hey, we have these four products that are better for a company like TCC because we have a wide variety of different products and things we can offer. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, if you only sell one product, that maybe you probably don't want those conversations. Right, but, right, right. Uh, yeah. You know, for a company like us, we want to innovate. We want to right. offer the best products right. and new products and things like that. So it's been exciting. Right. Um. So as kind of a follow up to that, you know, can, can you can you compare kind of what is happening in the market today? or maybe the period that we're kind of coming out of to any other period in your career. I mean, I guess you want to talk about companies that sell one product, you know, Methanex would be on that list. Yeah, that, um, right, right. They but, do it well. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, was there any point kind of in your Methanex career you saw similar supply and demand things or, you know, kind of extreme length come out of a period of tightness? I mean, is, is there any kind of time in your career you remember stuff like this? I mean, you... you, you as you know, even right, it, 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 there's always these cycles, right? You sure. go through this period of, of, of su- supply constraints uh, or, or strong demand that, that's driving up prices, and vice versa. Things come off, or you've got ample supply and new capacity coming on, and prices come off. Um, but nothing. Um, I, I mean, comparing numbers, you know, where we're at today on say methanol prices versus ten years. Yeah, maybe maybe that's changed, but but just the 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 fundamental ups and downs that's that's pretty normal right to me the covid period was was unbelievable just what what happened during that time and everybody just trying to figure out what this really meant and what this was you know how long was this going to go on that was to sure. me was the uh the wow right, that, right. That you, you haven't experienced yeah well that's a funny thing i think you know being on the younger side of being newer to the industry like i'm used to, you know it's a it was a big change and all of a sudden yeah. we're out of that cycle and you know we kind of went through the whole 2008 deal as well and yeah. like we've seen these like massive shifts so, so it's you kind of expect it just like oh it's just normal like there's just yeah. big crazy things right. happening in the industry but then you talk to someone that's been doing this 20 30 years it's like no this is exceptional yeah, like right. you know, everything going on right. now is, is yeah. not a normal right it, it's sure it's a cycle and everything's a cycle but the it's swings bigger are bigger cycles. it seems like yeah, the, yeah. maybe that's what it, that's a good way to put that i mean shoot i remember when 
<laughs> when I started in methanol, I think it was being sold for 18 cents, 25 cents a gallon. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, th- from that perspective, it's changed. But, sure. but but the market has changed too, right? There's right. A lot, lot from the derivative side, the production side, and all that fun stuff. But yeah, crazy, crazy it's to crazy. think about. It is. Um, what is uh, so obviously you know TCC has been a big push. Obviously, we've got a lot of people on our team that's fantastic. With they have a lot of experience from different industries and products and things like that, and, and know the industry obviously very very well. Right. Uh, obviously, a lot of the folks we've brought on you know recently to the team, and even myself included, are you know out of college, younger, maybe had a job or two beforehand, but are well under thirty and are just kind of new to the business world in general. Um, you know, for for some of the you know, say you were sitting here with me. 6.9 years ago, however long I've been here, you know, what, what, what are some of the advice that you give to, uh, you know, someone entering the, the industry, um, you know, that that's unfamiliar with the chemical industry at large, you know, what's, what's a couple pieces of advice or what's the, what's the wise words of wisdom you'd, uh, <laughs> you'd Oh, they offer, have to be wise. Yeah. <laughs> you'd uh, this this going to be a short conversation. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, again, I can always lean back to the, to the relationship part. That's yeah. to me is a no brainer, right? Get, get to know your customers. Listen, right. Don't, yeah, it, it, I guess, again, it depends on what role you're going to be coming into. If you're coming into a sales role, you're, you're, sure. you're, you're yeah, you're, you're striving for POs, but don't let that be the, right. Right. Don't get in there and understand your customers, understand what they do with the products that you're you're selling or quoting. Yeah. Uh, and then to be always understanding the the other products or bras or intermediates that your customers are involved in. Uh, so you can understand maybe what their drivers are and, and, the, and the same for the products that you sell, for example, uh, butanol. You know, we keep a close eye on what propylene is doing. You know, obviously, you look at the, the supply demand and all that stuff, right? New capacity, new capacity coming offline. But d- dig beyond that, right? Get to really understand uh, the market, the different drivers, so that when you're having conversations with your your customers, especially your buyers, you're educating them on on, on very key things, right? That's a way to differentiate is to come sure. to them with very good market information that they then, because they've got to go to their managers and explain, hey, here's why we're paying this, even those spots at this or, or whatever it is, right? right? Have, be, be very educated in, the, in not only the products you're selling, but the drivers, you know, in front of them or behind them or, sure. you know, right? Yeah. Those would be, those. that, that to me is uh, something that's key. And, and that would be outside of the salesperson, right? Anybody that might be on the logistics side, right? Understand what those what those drivers are. Um, I don't know. That's that may be. No, it's good. You said that it's, it, it, it's good. It's funny. We just did the August view recording, and and one of the things you know, I make these notes and outlines for each episode, and kind of what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. And I literally had one of the last bullet points on the recent addition literally i just wrote relationships period and bold right and we talked about what that means and you know not just basing both customer and supplier relationships on what the price is right it's kind of the the whole whole thing whether it's market info or whatnot right um so it's kind of funny you say that too because it is it 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 took me the longest to wrap my head around you know how important relationships are and Mm -hmm. who you like doing business with and there's a a big reason i was excited to get more on the sales and product side because it is about relationships it's not about trying to convince someone that our butanol is better than your butanol or whatnot it's who you like to do business with who you have the best business relationship with and it took me a long time to wrap my head around like what you know why are we going to play golf for five hours and literally not talking about work like right, I, right. when i started I, I was on the marketing side so i was less involved in the the product management right. business stuff and so we, we'd go and literally not talk about like i, I played golf for five hours and i didn't learn anything about what your company does <laughs> you know but 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 then, that will come but then some you're right that comes and then something happens and all of a sudden i can call that guy and say you know I, I have this relationship with you now i can call like you can learn obviously don't take that advice learn about the company first right right, <laughs> um, right. but 
like I said, like you, you, it took me a long time to realize, oh, you know, because we play golf for five hours and then have lunch and a beer, like right. I can now call you when there's a problem or when there's good stuff right. or whatever. And right. You have that relationship. Right. It took me a long time to wrap my head around that, but it, you realize that now. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I yeah. think it's a great and part of the industry. You also have to, and again, it's, it's, you have to cater to your audience too, right? Not every buyer operates that way sure. or manager or right. Not, not everybody wants to go out and develop a relationship. They want the best price yep. or, you know, or, you know, so, but you can always get it, get around price. They do have other goals that they want to achieve. So yeah, obviously you want to be competitive, sure. but yeah, to me, it, it always comes back to relationships. And, and um, I think the things that we do are, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of companies have gotten away from relationships. Oh, very much so. Uh, and and I, I'm glad that we haven't. I, I think it's it's vital. It, it, if nothing else, it gives us a last look a lot of times. Yep. You know, I've had many of my accounts tell me, I like to know who I'm doing business with. Sure. I want to be able to trust who I'm doing business with. It's one thing to give me a good price, but what, what comes behind your pricing, right? What, 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 what's, what else is TCC? Right. So that's where those relationships help. And that those five hours on the golf course, uh, I'm usually out in the woods looking for my ball. So we, we don't have time to talk for <laughs> on the golf course is a, is a strong term. That's key, yeah. Know, right. Right. Near, that's key. Near the, golf near the golf course. course. Yeah. You're Ad- right. Adjacent to, you know, <laughs> yeah, we give you the carts with the four wheel drive. Right. To, right. Know, just to, just to make yeah, sure. Lift kit. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Those come in handy. Yeah. But that's but, important. It is important. Relationships. Yeah. It, it always comes back to relationships. And not just, like I said, not just, hey, I, I know you. Hey, how's your wife or kids? Or, yeah. you know, more, right? What 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 are their goals in their company? What are their manager's goals? What are their, their company strategies? And really dig into understanding those things and then helping them drive drive those successes, right? Yeah. Um, so along those lines, you know, what, what are some of the biggest hurdles you're seeing in the industry today? And, and I think one of those hurdles may be companies that are, less likely to go the relationship route, you know, companies that are not allowing their purchasing folks to travel and go to shows and audit their suppliers mm-hmm. or not even go out to lunch or, you know, accept a box of balls or gifts right. or whatever, you know, that, that taking the relationship piece away obviously makes it less of a kind of human relationship. You know, right. these companies that just do, here's a 8,000 line RFP, submit right. your price and call it a day. Right. And, call you know, it a day, doesn't, right. doesn't put much color behind it and whatnot. Right. Um, so that seems like it's obviously, you know, a, a big one. But what, what do you see as some of the biggest hurdles kind of, for the industry today? Hmm. That's a great question. Thank um, you. I came up with it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid question. I was just being nice. I was hoping I'd to answer this one because that's a tough one, right? To me, I, I, it's, it's I, that fundamental shift on buying. That, that's and, and I because the, the way I'm set up is it's it's relationship selling. Yep. Um, so when com- when companies are pushing away from that, it's now I've got to figure out how to how to adjust how I sell to certain accounts. Not everybody's that way, right? And so obviously you're not buying their business. That's not what we're doing at all. And that's not what I'm suggesting. But um, that would be the biggest challenge, I guess, for me is just as they, you know, you have to remember, although our competitors might be getting away from relationships, you know, our buy, our customers are doing that as well, right? So you have to, yeah. to have to adjust. And again, find ways to bring value outside of, you know, just relationships. And again, you got to dig into what, you know, what their goals and strategies are and how you help them achieve those things. And, and even in a small way, right? You're not going to, you know, do them all. But um, yeah. I, yeah, that's a good question. I don't, that would be the, maybe the big one for me. How, how different is selling today or, you know, your efforts in selling and going out and meet with customers or whatnot versus like early years at Methanex? You know, um, how were the conversations different? Was it was it more relationship? Was it more, you know, obviously Methanex just selling methanol. Obviously, you're you're selling one product heavily and working on those relationships and whatnot. So I'm sure it was even probably even more relationship driven than it is today. Maybe. Yeah, it, it, it was. Um, and and but what Methanex did well and I, it, I what what helped and, me. And, and I'm thinking about more of like the industry as a whole, not just selling methanol versus no, right, TCC, right, right, right. Just, know, right. How was the the industry and sales different? Yeah. 
uh, we're not going to talk about what year it was, but whatever, right. whatever year. <laughs> you know, in, in right 19- after the Civil War. Thank you, <laughs> In 1912, sales was way different than today. It is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, you know, what, what was the sales cycle different? How were conversations different? Buyers, priorities, things like that. You know, how, how would you kind of compare it and contrast it? I, I mean, it's... It, it's, it was a very heavily relationship, sure. right? Now, you could sit there and say, and I, and I don't have any data to back this up. I mean, you probably didn't have half as many of the distributors. Like if we're talking about our business, sure. half as many of companies that do what we do that were out there, right? Maybe it was a, a less, a, a, sh- a smaller pool of competitors. Sure. So, you know, yeah, yeah. nowadays you feel like you, you, you come across, you know, so many different um, distributors, small ones that yeah. have great pricing, right? Yeah. And so um, relationships back then, you're probably competing with a lot less folks. That seems to have grown um, uh, over the time. Um, but yeah, a lot of relationships now, it's, you know, find, finding values, right? Driving values, security supply, all those all those factors, right? Knowing your products, knowing what right. their drivers are and how to talk around those and stuff, yeah. There are very smart buyers out there, right? They're being trained on how to buy as much as we're being trained on how to sell, right? Sure. There's some very, very bright buyers out there. Yeah, you're getting information faster. You've right. got the ISIS is the world and S&P and Great these different point. companies that are yeah. putting this info out there that makes a more educated buyer, which can be a good thing or a bad thing for the, you know, for the salesperson. Yeah. So. No, that's actually a really good point, Benny is that, um, yeah, that, that, that material, that information wasn't as readily available as it is today, right? And that's yeah. in every aspect of life. You look at where our kids, they, they, all the stuff that's put in front of them, the same thing for in the, in the markets, right? Sure. It, it's, it's, it's a lot, a lot of visibility now. And you've got to, you know, be on your toes and understand all those things that are going on and be ready to answer to them. Or yeah, when you're, when you're getting propylene increases by carrier pigeon, you know, it was, it was, very, <laughs> it was very different. It was a Wells Fargo Conestoga <laughs> trailer, but it's no big deal. Four horses on it. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, as long as the info gets there. <laughs> Jerk. Um, what else? Any other any other wise words of, uh, of advice? You know, things that you... Uh, you know, w- w- how about this? What are you What are you telling your kids about the business world? Like, if, you know, if, if any of your kids are interested in any kind of business thing, you know, has that conversation come up at all? Now that they're in college and thinking about the real world and whatnot, like, how are you framing stuff in that in that regard? You know, it's um, for my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's, who's recently engaged. It, that hasn't come up because her her goal in life is to be a vet, right? Sure. So that's been I couldn't tell her the first. I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to put a band aid on a furry dog. I don't know how that looks, right? I, I, whatever. Yeah. Um, my son, though, I, you know, he's. It, I've I've kind of pushed not not pull. I'm not one of those that kind of hey you got to do this or that, but just kind of steered the conversation along trade. You know, there's really big gaps yeah. in 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 that that sector, yep. uh, and it's he's the only one of the of the three kids that uh, is decided for the first couple of years he's going to do community college sure. because his thought is I don't know what I want to do yet. I want to figure it out right. before I go and and you know, you know, add up all this, this debt and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but he's leaning towards a trade and I think that's great, right? Oh, Those yeah. are big gaps and good pay. Yeah. Uh, and I, so, um, I try to not steer them too much, but kind of give them some guidance based on, you know, my years and years of yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hundreds, but, yeah, hundreds, hundreds of years. <laughs> We're calling this off. No, it's, a, it's a good point because you're pushing him into the trades, not because he's exceptionally handy or whatever, but there's going to be a demand for those. Right. I saw something. It's like for every 10 person in the trades that retires, there's like two backfilling right. them. So that's going right. to create a need for jobs. Right. And, you know, monetary benefit. Like right. there's, there's going to be demand for what you're doing. Right. Um, and he wouldn't necessarily see that, right? right. And we, we see that because we're, sure. we're in some ways tied yeah, yeah. to that. And yeah. So yeah, I try to, you know, I've kind of steered the conversations out in that direction. And, and hit, what interesting 
interestingly enough, is that's kind of where he was leaning anyway. He's a very hands-on. So he's looking at whether it be a welder or a mechanic or something like that. That would kind of be where he's leaning. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Which is the same thing we see. Like we see obviously a huge shortage of truck drivers. We see issues yeah, with hiring plant people and people right. that are hands-on with right. fixing plants or working on plants right. or whatnot. It's it's a big problem. And, right. you know, it's some of it can be replaced by, you know, machinery and robots and all that good right. stuff. But there's a large part of it that can't. Got to be hands-on, you know, yeah. If right. your AC breaks, you know, you need an HVAC guy <laughs> right. to come fix it. Right, like, exactly. I saw some billboard. It was, it was on, like, I think it was on like 20 stories in New York City. And it was, it was like mocking chat GPT. And it said like, you know, build this building or something like that. It's like, oh, you know, chat GPT can't build the right. skyrise. You know, so, so there is a need for There is. And there will like be, that. right? I don't think that ever goes away. Yeah. Yeah. And so. it's tough because, like, not tough, but, like, you just being 18, 19 years old, like, you don't have that visibility into, right. like, the real world. Where the gaps are. Right, yeah. right, right. How important that so you is. Try to, yeah, you try to help them along those areas. But, uh, yeah. shoot, I, you know, anything in, I think, anything in artificial intelligence, like we've talked about. Yeah. Zach back there. That was a great presentation you did a few months ago. All Anything, you know, uh, computer engineering, what yeah. program, I would yep. think that would be, yep. you know, where you should be focused too, right? I mean, right. that's that's the, you know, the way of the future. So no chemical salespeople in the, in the pipeline? I mean, if my son starts a meth lab, <laughs> you could call that chemicals. <laughs> Wrong kind of chemicals. Cut that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. Um, no, I mean, you know, my son has mentioned he, he likes seeing, you know, what I do and the traveling yeah. and, and he loves TCC. You know, he's, it, they, all my, my family's met the entire group that sure. love love the company and, and everyone that's involved with it. So my son, he's, he's, he's piqued his interest, you know, and. He'd have to work on some things, and list, <laughs> listening skills would be one of them. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, he he showed an exp- an interest in that, and I wouldn't I wouldn't steer him clear of that. It's 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 a fun industry. It's a yeah. fun industry. Who's to say what it's going to look like? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. when when he gets into that, but uh, or if he if he does, yeah, it's kind of a funny thing. Like I, I never intentionally, you know, was like, oh, my dad does X, so I'm going to go do that. Right, right. You know, I just I kind of I enjoy the marketing, advertising side of right. things, and then took over more of a sales responsibility. And then I remember one day I was like, wait, this is basically exactly what my dad does. <laughs> Different industries or whatever. Right. But we, we do a lot of the same things right. on trade shows and, right. and managing customers and all that stuff. And it's kind of funny how you like unintentionally yeah. follow those footsteps. That, that subconscious, right? That under the surface, that, that, yeah. Yeah, that influence is happening. Yeah. No. Well, any other, uh, any other final thoughts here? Senor Molly? No, if, uh, if we get some producers to shut some plants down, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, cut off supply. No, nothing, nothing that would, uh, yeah, probably be worth of any value to anybody. It's like, yeah, I got no, so trade secrets, anything. Yeah, nothing. No, nothing. any, uh, any travel? Any more travel coming up for you? I do have some. Uh, we've got, you know, our, our, our big. Uh, I spearhead our waterfowl hunt. Speaking of relationships, <laughs> if that's, if that's, I don't know if that's where you were going, but that's where I'm going. So we do, we do that every year. And again, it's not a, you know, it's, it's. Maybe, that's what that's, that's three POs. So so one PO is fishing, two POs bluefin or whales. I think right, you said. Right. No, so, be, so, yeah, ten POs. Ten, for the, okay, yeah, ten, that's, ten a, that's a pricey trip. It's but, like uh, a, it's like a, a carnival game. You know, right? if, you, if, you get a, if you get X, this is your, this, <laughs> yeah, right, this is your right, prize. Right, right. So exactly. Send the POs. No, cool. but outside of that, I mean, that's that's usually a week long deal. That's up in Saskatchewan, Canada, which is a great place to go and, and do that fun stuff. But yeah, no, I've got a number of, of uh, meetings coming up with some producers down in in the Houston area where, where most of them are located. Sure. Uh, and then throughout the Midwest, I've got some trips coming up and uh, chat about. You know, you're, you're, you're at the point now where you're looking at next year's contracts, right? And those are, some yep. of those are coming up for renewal and you want to try to, you know. Contract season. I think someone, someone was just calling it that. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. And then that's on both sides, right? So you're, sure. you know, it's been very, very aggressive in the market from a, comp- you know, competition perspective. So now we've got to go out and, and address those and make sure we're still in line coming, 
you know, 2024. So that's yep. the focus right now is kind of tightening all that stuff up. Get your passport ready. I do. I do. There's the big trip, right? EPCA Vienna. Here we come. You've never been to Europe? Is that I've never you... been off the North American continent. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, you were 30 miles offshore yesterday, so that's technically, you yeah. know, international waters. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought I saw Vienna <laughs> from there, to be honest. I, I'm pretty sure Vienna was. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, I've done, you know, Dominican Republic, Costa yeah, Rica yeah. As, as for fun, but yeah. never across the major pond, never right? Across the pond. It's going to be a big, yeah, it's going to be a big trip. I'm a little nervous. I'm excited for it. I'm going, you're going, yeah. Rob's obviously going, he's been a bunch of times, and Steve Rudolph has been a bunch of times. So we got two uh two veterans of the epca and then yeah. two two new guys so yeah. i'm looking forward to it i am too i am too it's good it looks like a good list of attendees if, if, yeah. if anybody watching this if, if you're joining and and would like to set up a meeting we'd, we'd love to love to meet with you supplier customer side what what have you yeah. uh yeah we're trying to fill up that that schedule so it's always fun setting up meetings for a late september conference in august right when the entire continent of europe goes on vacation right. that's a little tough <laughs> it's right? been, it's been trying fun. to catch people it's yeah you're fun. right uh but no we got a good good schedule lined up um which is exciting and yeah looking forward to it's gonna it. be good yeah it really will well senor mullins i appreciate you taking some time i think it was excellent i think there's a lot of a lot of good stuff in here hopefully uh some some tips and tricks and, and feedback on things obviously a good update on you know butanol methanol 2eh mea um as as javi would say in this instance <laughs> what's on me there it is thank you <laughs> um yeah send us a note you know like we said obviously you know really proud of our relationships and the, the security supply we're able to supply, uh, offer to, to customers and suppliers right. alike and you know when things get tight when business is a little bit easier and, and everyone between so yeah i appreciate your time so uh, we'll, you, we'll, we'll do it again here soon yeah sooner rather than later i want to be on 100 baby i oh, want to be on the 100 coming. series yes it's coming. yes it's coming. i'll wear a suit and tie for that if oh, you want there we go there's a black <laughs> it's a black tie affair we're, we're gonna break color at the soundboard <laughs> oh i love it oh give me i want the button of those man you kidding me but no, um, thank you for having me. Of I, course. I always enjoy it. Always Absolutely. enjoy it. So, as always, uh, thank you for listening. Whether you're uh, streaming the video version here, looking at both of our beautiful faces, or uh, just the audio version, which is more than likely what you're doing since we have Corey on. So, don't blame you. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. Thank you for you. listening, and uh, we will catch you on the next one. See you guys. Thanks, Benny. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the chemical company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up-to-date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss related to the action accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.